1: You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast.
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day. Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. Rainy Thursday, Twin Cities. Sam Ekstrom with you, home studio, at Sam Ekstrom on Twitter. Before we start, quick reminder... You can subscribe to the show on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Audio Boom. Leave a comment, leave a rating, leave a review. That would be fantastic. Big thanks to Sam Sports Picks and Jay Canope 34 for their five-star ratings. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining in to this Lockdown Vikings family. Promised it yesterday and will deliver today a recap of yesterday's Egan facility tour. At the new Vikings property, just south of 494, east of Dodd Road, 200 acres of land, 40 of which will comprise the Vikings' new practice facility. To be honest, slightly anticlimactic, not because it wasn't impressive, but because it is still very much under construction. The final steel beam was not put into place until just over a week ago. Skeleton Facilities. There are no walls, there are no roofs, and there is no sod. Mud pits and steel for the most part. And it wasn't a great day out yesterday, so it didn't look that appealing. A lot of construction going on, a lot of hard hats and sledgehammers. But the renderings are gorgeous. We got to hear from Vikings Brass for one hour at the old Northwest Building on site, which is soon going down itself. That's where they are running operations on-site in Egan. We heard from Mark Wilf, the owner, Lester Bagley, the executive vice president, COO Kevin Warren, and other figureheads for the Vikings involved in this project. Interestingly enough, the biggest takeaway from this session was probably training camp news. It's been suspected for a while that the Vikings would leave Mankato and move to Egan for their training camp services. But it has not been confirmed, and it still is not confirmed, though the writing is on the wall for Mankato to end their run as training camp host after 50-plus years. Kevin Warren submitted that there is an option for the Vikings to get out of their agreement with Mankato December of this year, meaning that this could be the final Mankato. The official contract ends in 2018. Now, the quote is that no decisions have been made But just think of the simplicity that it would create for the Vikings if they could just hold all of their training camp functions in-house. Think of the logistics of moving 90 players and checking them into dorms. And yes, the facilities are nice in Mankato. They've got three practice fields. They've got the stadium. They've got meeting rooms. It's okay, and the city loves it. But when you're already housed with everybody under one roof and you have state-of-the-art facilities, it just doesn't make as much sense. And for those hoping that the Vikings might still come down to Mankato for a few days, well, you still have to consider the cost of moving down and moving back. Maybe the Vikings schedule some type of practice scrimmage with another opponent, sort of like they did with Cincinnati last year, and maybe they hold it in Mankato. I'm not sure, but Based on the comments from Warren, which you're about to hear, I, it sounds like the treatment Rick Spielman gave Adrian Peterson before they cut him loose. Lots of praise, but also justification for why they are moving on.
0: And so we're looking forward to, to moving here. And I know there'll be a lot of questions that we can deal with. And I know one of the questions will most likely be, what does this mean for, for training camp? And one of the things, as you know, you can just look at the space, the 200 acres, the 40 acres where our practice facility will be. This environment here creates opportunities to do unique things here. And we're planning to program this in ways that again brings honor, class, grace to the entire state of Minnesota and the Twin Cities area. And so no decisions have been made uh, as far as training camp is concerned. But again, one thing that's really important uh, that we want to stress is that we've had an over 50-year relationship with Mankato, uh, with the university, with the city. Uh, we've had a long-term relationship with them. And uh, and one thing you know about the Will family and, and as far as how we handle our business, especially with Mankato, we'll do what's right um, and uh, we'll communicate it.
1: So the TCO Performance Center will be replacing Winter Park, the 36-year-old facility. And I got to tell you, some of the comparisons are night and day. We, we got the stats side-by-side, side, Winter Park versus the new place. Square footage, more than double, 277,000 to 138,000. Office space, 148,000 square feet to 50,000 square feet. They've doubled the outdoor fields. And a fun feature on the outdoor fields They've been placed on a plot of land that is large enough for those creating the field to draw it vertically north-south or horizontally east-west. And that can help the sod stay healthy. So one year the Vikings might play north-south, the next year they might play east-west, and that'll keep the grass fresh. Interesting. Two of the fields are also heated. That they can use if they have to play at Lambeau in January. They've got a bigger weight room. They have a cardio track, which they didn't have at Winter Park. 2,000 square foot hydrotherapy center. Cryotherapy chamber, which is like minus 130 degrees, which sounds miserable to me. But I guess so would an ice bath. And apparently this cryotherapy chamber can take care of your aches and pains in three minutes, whereas an ice bath might take a half an hour. So that's efficient. Biggest upgrade by far, the Vikings Entertainment Network Studio. They've been recording and producing in a 400-square-foot space at Winter Park because, think about it, 1981, Vikings.com does not exist. They're not producing anything as far as multimedia is concerned. Now, it's a 6,000-square-foot masterpiece. 15 times larger. So they've got four practice fields, one indoor field, synthetic turf, with appropriately sized roofs so they can punt in there, big cafeteria, media center, which I guess we're going to have access to 24-7, 365. Not bad. I'm lobbying for the team to create weekly code words that we can use or maybe some kind of thumbprint or some kind of laser that scans your iris. That'd be pretty fun. And we've mentioned it as well on this show. They've got the new stadium that they're building on site, which can seat around 6,500 right now, expandable to 10,000 seats. They'd like to host high school football, high school soccer, high school lacrosse, and NCAA Division II events. Imaginably, they'll try to sell some kind of TV package for those games and make it a spectacle, Friday Night Lights at the TCO Center. Check out zonecoverage.com for the very cool renderings of these facilities. Vikings provided us with them, so they are incredibly accurate. We also have the side-by-side of what the site looks like now, just a bunch of dirt, and what it will look like when it's finished. How did the Vikings come to this design? Well, they toured a bunch of other places. Sounds like they hit most of the other NFL practice facilities. Lester Bagley mentioned Seattle as a specific influence for this project. Kevin Warren also mentioned that they went to a number of Power 5 schools. The college facilities arms race has been probably more significant than the NFL facilities race because with recruits not getting paid, the facilities become the kicker. That becomes an influence on where you're going to go because money's not an issue. Whereas in the NFL, you can just pay a guy. So they checked out Power 5 schools, NFL facilities, and they came to these designs. But the development does not end at the TCO Center. The Wilfs, who made their fortune in real estate, are real estate developing here. This is more than just a football facility. They are going to turn it into a 200-acre plot called Viking Lakes. Hotels, retail, restaurants, residential, and theoretically, Vikings players could live, eat, train, sleep, shop, get surgery, all on the same plot. They would never have to leave. You might never see any Vikings player randomly around town again because they might never be leaving Viking Lakes. So here's the timeline. Sod and everything will get laid throughout the summer and then it might start looking like a real place. Opening of the facility, March 1st, next year, just a few weeks after the Super Bowl, the clinic, the actual Twin Cities Orthopedics Clinic, will open the following month, April 2018, and then Viking Lakes will begin construction. And I imagine that Viking Lakes will take years to completely come to fruition, because there's a lot that they expect to do. That's going to be a slow process, and 160 acres remaining to develop. And it could be a thing where the Vikings are just trying to get that done by the time they potentially host the draft in 2022-23, maybe. Again, you can check out some more details and the renderings at zonecoverage.com, the TCO Performance Center in Eagan. One other news item today, Michael Floyd, recently signed receiver, according to Darren Wolfson and confirmed by other sources, is coming to Minnesota to complete his house arrest. He's had it moved from Arizona to Minnesota, which will enable him to participate in OTAs. In fact, I think he'll be in town tomorrow. Because his employment is playing football, he is allowed to go to the Vikings facility and then straight back home. That's a huge benefit to Michael Floyd, who was going to miss the entire offseason phase of OTAs and minicamp. Now he gets to be there for weeks. Huge for Floyd and his potential. Bad for Laquan Treadwell, who now has a more serious threat. Locked on Vikings on the Locked on Podcast Network. Sage Rosenfels rejoins us tomorrow on the program. Make sure to check out the other shows on the network, particularly in the NFC North. Locked on Packers. Bill Huber, Locked On Lions, Matt Derry, Locked On Bears, Brian Perez. Thanks for listening to Locked On Vikings. I'm Sam Ekstrom. Have a good Thursday.
0: list.